Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Today's episode will mostly be about my final international competition at Norwegian International last week. I'm now back home in Denmark, ready to move forward without being part of the international circuit anymore. So I'll get into all about that. And I'll also at the end discuss a little bit about how the future for this podcast will be. So guys and girls, let's just get straight into it. So as I said in my latest podcast and in the introduction here, I just had my final international competition at the Norwegian International last week in Sandefjord, Norway. Obviously, the result was not the uh, the best. I lost in the first round, but fortunately for me, the result also wasn't the most important thing about this uh, final tournament for me. Already going into the uh, tournament, my expectations weren't the uh, the highest because of the preparations I had for the match, and I'll get into that a, uh, a little bit later. But first of all, I just want to... Uh, talk you guys through how the uh, the match went on. So I played a young Danish guy called William Böbja, who is, uh, I think, only 17 years old. So he's the first year under 19 player. Definitely one of the uh, the biggest talents in men's singles in, in Denmark and a guy that uh, there are some quite high expectations for. And uh, I think I, uh, I can definitely say after... Uh, after playing against him, that I understand why uh, why the expectations are high. He was a very uh, clever guy and uh, with some very good technical uh, skills as well. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for him. He definitely uh, played well and also made the semifinal of Hungarian International a couple of weeks ago. So he's already showing some uh, promise on the uh, on the senior circuit. So the actual match uh, we started off quite even at first. Uh, I needed to get used to uh, to the arena. Uh, and obviously he was pretty used to it. He played three qualifying matches the day before. So uh, yeah, so he had played in the arena quite a bit. Um, even though I won Norwegian International three times earlier in my career, I've never been in this particular arena because when I played and won in the past, it was always played in Oslo. And now this time it it has moved to, uh, to Sandefjord a little bit south of Oslo, a couple of hours drive. But anyway... As we got into the uh, the first game, I kind of felt more and more comfortable with the uh, with the conditions. The shuttles were a little bit fast. On the side I started on, it was a little bit more tricky to see the shuttle in defense compared to the other side. But as soon as I got used to it, it wasn't really a a problem. It was a quite nice hole actually to play in. I think around. 8-5 for him, I really started to get into my rhythm and from that point on it was pretty much one-way traffic in that first game. He was really struggling to score points. I was moving okay and uh, yeah, my uh, my defense was, was pretty solid and I didn't really commit a lot of mistakes. So because he had trouble scoring points and I didn't really give anything away, I, uh, I managed to win that uh, first game pretty comfortable. Then I got off to a quite bad start in the second game. I felt like I had a few unlucky points and he also tried to up the pace a little bit and uh, and try to add some stress for me, which I think he succeeded in. I still managed to get back after the bad start and I think I had a 13-12 lead, which was the first time I think in that game I was actually leading. 
Um, but that this is the period of the match that I, I would actually say I'm it's the only period I'm really unhappy about because from 13-12 to 13-16 down, I kind of feel like it was more easy mistakes or stupid mistakes from me that gave him a way back into the uh, to being in the lead in that second game. Obviously, I was not uh, certain of winning at 13-12 up. It's nothing like that. But I was a little bit disappointed that I kind of gifted uh, him some easy points there instead of uh, making him... Uh, earn it a uh, a bit more because uh, still my defense was working pretty uh, pretty well even though my uh, my movement was getting worse and worse uh, throughout the uh, the match and so yeah as i said my movement wasn't really uh, getting better in any way which uh, there's a lot logical explanation to as i had pretty bad preparation for this match I played on Thursday evening in Skagen in Denmark, which is in the very top north uh, part of Jutland in Denmark. Uh, so I had a five-hour drive back home. We finished at uh, 10, so left at 10.30, uh, which meant I was back home, I think, quarter past four in the morning. And then my flight to Norway was at seven in the morning, so I didn't get to sleep at home. I had a little bit of sleep in the car, but yeah, didn't get to sleep at my house. Just needed to pick up my bags, pick up my uh, wife and my son, and uh, drove to the airport and flew to uh, to Norway. Landed in Norway at 8 o'clock in the morning on Friday, and then I had to drive for uh, one hour and 45 minutes to my hotel in Sandefjord. Checked in at the hotel and got the uh, the room at 11 o'clock, and my match was scheduled for uh, for 2 o'clock on the same day. So I got a, uh, a small power nap of uh, 45 minutes, got some lunch, and then I, I went to the, uh, to the arena to try and prepare for uh, the match. So obviously not the, uh, the best preparations. I had a very tough match on that Thursday evening against Victor Svensson, where I lost a, a tight three-game battle. So, like... Ex that's also why I said my expectations for playing well weren't exactly uh, the highest. Uh, I was ob obviously feeling very tired and very sore and uh, just in general feeling like I, I was moving slower and slower on court. And I think in the end of that second game and in the entire third game against William, it was pretty obvious that yeah my movement was, was hampered a lot and uh, he was uh, dictating a lot of the rallies. I was committing a lot more mistakes because I couldn't really stay in the rallies because I felt hampered with my movement. Uh, so I was uh, I was playing a little bit too risky because I couldn't really just yeah, stay in the rallies, stay patient and believe that I could uh, kind of run him down or rally him. Um, so yeah, committed way too many mistakes in that final part of the second game and, the, uh, and throughout the third game. I still had some chances here and there, but he was very good at always getting an extra shot back and uh, yeah, he got uh, hit a few nice winners, and especially on the front of the court, I think he had some uh, some very nice disguises and uh, yeah, very sharp shots. So also a lot of credit to him, and uh, and yeah, it uh, it is what it is in terms of the result. Obviously, losing the first round is uh, is not the ideal way to go out. But again, it wasn't the result that was important for me. It was important to get on court be able to finish my career playing a match, competing at a tournament that actually matters to me. As I told you guys last time, it was in Norway where my wife is from. It was only like a 10-minute drive from her parents' house. My wife was there, her parents were there, Vincent were there. So in my mind, it still made a lot of sense uh, playing that match and seeing uh, my family, especially Selena, sitting there on the uh, final few points. I could see her in the stands. 
yeah, it was just a, it was a very nice feeling, although uh, my body did not uh, feel great. Had I won, I also would have to play again the same evening against a French guy, uh, which I think would not have been pretty uh, with the uh, state my body was in. They had to play a little bit past eight in the evening, and that was actually the exact same time I went to sleep. So I slept from a quarter past eight until eight next morning. So I kind of uh, needed that sleep, and uh, yeah, my body and mind was uh, just completely uh, yeah done at that time. So I think it was pretty good that I didn't have to play another match on the uh, same day. That would not have been pretty or very good for my body in any way. So losing early in the tournament also meant I had a couple of days to enjoy Norway with my family, which was very, very nice. It's not too often we go on family visits there, as we are often pretty busy with the weekends, both with my job and my wife's job in, uh, in dressage. So it was nice spending a weekend there. Now we're back in Denmark. I'm recording this on Monday. We came back yesterday, so Sunday. I'm already back into the gym today and later today I also have an event to do in the uh, southern part of Denmark, a 90 minute drive from my home. So that's going to be nice and it's yeah back into work for me and uh, doing some of the stuff that I look forward to doing even more of uh, this year and hopefully also next year doing events and clinics in uh, clubs uh, all over Denmark but also uh, in uh, yeah also abroad if uh, if possible i'll be back into badminton training starting from tomorrow and then i have a couple of uh, league matches in uh, sweden and france to look forward to in the uh, yeah in the upcoming couple of months the danish league is on a break until february actually so it's uh, yeah swedish matches and french matches in november december january uh, I also have a Danish local tournament uh, two weeks from now. A tournament I have to play to be able to play at the Danish Nationals next year. A tournament I want to play as I'm uh, the defending champion. So I would like to try and uh, defend my title. So we'll see how uh, how that goes. So still a lot of uh, competing on the cards for me. Just not international tournaments anymore. Which I feel completely fine about i've been ready for this moment for quite some time i feel uh, happy with where i am right now in my life and i'm honestly very excited about the uh, future and very excited about still living uh, like a badminton player and badminton coach or like living a life within badminton uh, just in a different way i'm very excited about it so i couldn't be happier with uh, where i am so uh, Thanks everyone also for the uh, amazing messages in, uh, in regard to my uh, retirement from International Badminton. I really appreciate it. I've got so many really nice messages. And uh, yeah, again, I can only say I really, really appreciate it. I've read it all and it's just uh, yeah, amazing to read and it makes me uh, really happy deep inside. So thanks everyone who's also listening to this podcast who, uh, who sent me a message. Finally, I'll get into a little bit of talk about the future for this podcast. I got a question from a couple of you guys about what the future for the podcast will look like. I'm not 100% certain what uh, it will look like, but for sure, I still want to keep the podcast going, at least for this full league season. So that goes until May next year, because I will still, as I just said, have lots of badminton to talk about, lots of matches to talk about lots of training and stuff like that. So obviously I won't have the international tournaments, but there will still be plenty to talk about uh, in terms of my own badminton and all the events I'm doing and stuff like that. 
But I am considering if I should start taking in a few more guests again. Maybe I should do a few more episodes with my thoughts on what's going on on the world tour or do even more Q&As. So I'm very, very open to hearing what you guys want to have more of. So if you guys want to have more of a specific thing in this particular podcast, please let me know. Send me a message on Patreon or Instagram or wherever you can uh, reach me. I'll be happy to hear your input and uh, adjust the uh, the podcast in the coming months uh, accordingly. But for sure, the podcast will still be here for at least until May next year. So that's the plan for right now. And uh, yeah, again, guys, reach out if uh, you have any input, any comments and uh, Other than that, I just want to say thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thanks so much for supporting throughout my international career, but also just here on the podcast for the last couple of years. Really appreciate it, everyone. I'll be back hopefully already again next week with a new podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.